What is up guys, Mark here and welcome to the podcast. Just to mention, these are totally unmonetized, so if you're able to support, the Patreon link is in the description below. But of course, no pressure to do so. Thank you so much guys, much love to you. What is up guys, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark and today we're covering some more r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description below and along the timeline. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe and maybe that notification bell too. Yesterday, we had a new member. I'd like to thank Atticus for joining us over on Patreon and sending me a lovely message. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so, so much for the support and for everyone for taking the time out of your day to be here. It really, really does mean the world to me. And with that being said, let's just get into today's story, shall we? Much love, guys. And our first story comes from More Store. Am I the ask for not allowing my disabled neighbor to park in my driveway and getting her car towed? despite the previous owner allowing it. I bought a house a few months ago and moved in last month. The previous owner was a friendly old man that could no longer live alone, so he decided to sell and move in with his daughter. Just to be clear, I put disabled in quotation marks because the lady in question is just really, really overweight, and I'm not sure if that counts as disabled. Now apparently, he had been allowing use of his driveway to his disabled neighbor lady, largely because street parking is extremely limited, and what little street parking there is, is pretty much instantly occupied. What I am saying is, unless you have a driveway, you end up having to park a good five minute walk away, and that is the best case scenario. Obviously, I was unaware of this, so I was surprised to see a large SUV parked in my driveway when I moved in. I ended up having to knock on several doors asking whose car it was because the movers could not stand still on the busy road too long. I figured it was the neighbor's car so after a good 10 minutes of knocking an extremely angry enormous lady opened the door. I told her to move the car and she immediately started arguing that the neighbor said it was fine. I told her he moved out, I moved in and no it's not fine and to move it because the movers need to unload my stuff. She begrudgingly did. I ended up seeing her walking back half an hour later, completely wet with sweat. Now a few days later, I went back to work and lo and behold, the SUV is parked in my driveway again. I go over there again, spend 20 minutes knocking on the door before this lady opens the door. Again, visibly angry. I tell her to move her car. My driveway is not public parking. She protests, saying her ankles can't take walking the distance and claims I can easily walk. I tell her why that might be true, it's my goddamn driveway and I want to park there myself. Again she moves her car, again I spot her half an hour later drenched in sweat, making her way home. Well it happened again a week ago, and this time she would not open her door. I got tired of it and had her SUV towed. She of course came to my house to scream at me, I told her to get the hell off my property. A few days later I had a small fence installed with a lock on it to make sure it did not happen again. I've since been getting dirty looks from her and one other neighbor and when I told my mum she told me I should be nicer to people. I do feel sort of bad too. She clearly struggles with a walk after all. Now as far as I understand it and I might be wrong here so please do call me out if I'm wrong I'm always happy to be educated here but I don't believe that obesity is a disability in itself. Obviously it can cause other complications that will cause disabilities in some form or another right but I don't think obesity in itself is classed as a disability. But as I said, I'm not totally sure on that. But you was nice the first time it happened and you you, you explained it the second time. You know, why, why is she doing it a second time? She was asked to move the first time. Surely it's not going to be okay the second time. And then there's a third time too. If that person came around to you, explained the situation and said, look, is there any way you can help me out? Is there any, any possibility? You know, you might feel more inclined to feel a bit bad for her. 
but she just felt entitled to your space, your space that you pay for. So you're not the asshole in this situation just because of that really. But let's have a look at the comments below to see what they say. Puppies for Prez says, not the arsehole, plain and simple. She should get a handicapped spot designated for her if it really is that much of an issue. TLM NOB says, not the arsehole, you bought a house with a driveway, it's yours. If she's truly disabled, she can contact the city to have them designate a handicapped parking spot. If she had handicapped tags, she can use that. Otherwise, she's trespassing. Northern Lit Up says, not the arsehole, this is your house and your driveway. You asked her several times nicely, but she ignored you. Her situation is not your fault and not your problem to solve. Ron fucking Swanson says, you were nice the first time it happened. The second time it happened, you under no obligation to continue being nice. The third time it happened, she knew good and damn well that what she was doing and still did it anyway. I'd have that car towed too, not the arsehole. Now, what would you do in that situation? Would you have the car towed or would you go around and explain to her, shout at her, or would you talk to her and maybe let her stay on your driveway? I don't know. What would you do in this situation? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story one. And our next story is from a throwaway account. Am I the asshole for telling my sister she can fuck off if she thinks my marriage is problematic? Apparently she felt this way for a while, but never told me or tried to talk about it until she blew up on me recently. So basically, I write software for a subsidiary of a biggish West Coast software company. Pays great, same wages they pay their West Coast employees, but in the Midwest office. So my wife doesn't need to have a job. Instead, she volunteers roughly 16 hours a week at the local pet shelter. She's also a Brazilian immigrant. Go ahead and make the joke about the tech nerd marrying an immigrant that becomes a housewife. That's what got us into this pickle. Sis is convinced I actively sought out an immigrant using money to coerce her to marry because she'd be more submissive, easier to control into a housewife that won't challenge me out of fear of going destitute. In reality, my wife is one of the most strong-willed women I've met. That's part of what made me attracted to her in the first place. And I honestly don't know if housewife is even the right word to describe my wife, given she basically works part-time at the animal shelter, but for free because we can afford it. If she was getting paid to do the same volunteer work she already is, she wouldn't be labelled as a housewife, like Sis is trying to push on her now. She does about two thirds of the housework, but she's also home a lot more. I do the bulk of the cooking though, since frankly I'm better at it and it benefits us both if I do more. Recently my mum had to have surgery. Since dad already passed away a few years ago, my mum lives alone now. My wife decided she's going to mum's house every day and help out how she could and make sure she was okay. I go at least every other day after work to make help too. Sis only goes to see mum on the weekends, but she does work more hours than I do, so meh. She's gotta take care of herself too. A couple of days ago, I got a call from Sis and she started screaming at me as soon as I answered, saying how she knew I had a problematic views on women and marriage, but she wasn't going to stay quiet any longer now that she thinks I'm using them to gain mum's favor. Going on about how she's disappointed in me, feels sorry for my wife and whatever kids we have. And now she can't believe her own brother turned into just another sexist tech bro. I told her I disagreed and felt my marriage was a fairly equal partnership. But if she was intent on shit talking it, she could fuck off and stay out of our lives then. I haven't heard from her since then. My mum and wife are on my side, but a few of my friends I've vented to say she had a point. So I don't know. Am I the arsehole? And I feel like in some ways we're missing some parts out of this story somewhere along the line. We're missing bits of info here and there. But I, if, I don't get it. If, if a couple is in love and they're happy in love, 
like these two seem to be making out they are then what is the issue i don't see what why the sister's got this big issue with it all i can say in this story is that the sister seems to be the one with an issue here not anyone else what is her problem they seem to be a happy enough couple she's doing volunteer work at the pet shelter and he's working full-time and they're very happy in what they do so what is the issue that it seems like we're missing little bits of information here or, or something but based on this story i can't say you the arsehole just because of that but we'll have a look straight at the comments to see if they got anything else to to give us Tsunami says, not the arsehole, your sister needs to chill. If you and your wife are both happy and you don't exhibit sexist chauvinistic views against her or other women, then what leg can your sister possibly be standing on? Your wife is absolutely allowed to be the housewife if she's happy that way. The fact that many women are ashamed of this shocks me considering true feminism is supporting women in whatever life they choose. Glad to hear your wife is able to spend time volunteering at something she loves. I'm sure the shelter appreciates their time and help, especially since that means they can spend more money on the animals in their care. Side note, not to stereotype, but a Brazilian woman being submissive, lol. Not sure that word is in the Brazilian handbook. <laughs> Ayak, he says, not the arsehole. Who is saying she has a point anyway? She's caught you screaming because your wife has been helping your mum. Does your sister have emotional issues? Your marriage sounds fine. If you and your wife agree on how you want to live your lives, everyone else can kick rocks. There's that saying again. It's either kick dirt or kick rocks. I love it. I'm Faceless says, not the asshole, but something about your sister assuming all immigrants who marry white guys are submissive and scared. It's kind of gross. It seems she has more of an overall problem with you marrying an immigrant than anything else. And now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story two. And our next story is from Arxos. Would I be the arsehole if I reported my doctor? Hi all, I'm pretty conflicted about this and need an outside opinion. I just turned 18 two weeks ago and had a doctor's appointment yesterday. I went with my mum and little sister, but drove separately because I had a class right after. This is relevant to the story. Now, when we went to the front desk to check in, the woman there asked me if I wanted to sign a form that allowed my mum to see my medical records from now on. I said no, I would think on it. I was going to say no either way, but I felt uncomfortable saying that with my mum standing right next to me. I went into the exam room alone and everything went fine. Then my doctor came in to go over some things with me. The doctor has been seeing me and my two younger siblings since we were babies and knows my mum well. This doctor has always annoyed me because she always gets on my case about my weight, saying I'm too skinny and accusing me of not eating. When she came in yesterday asking me for some follow-up questions, she abruptly left the room saying she needed to ask my mum if she wanted me to get a flu shot. I was sitting on the exam table dumbfounded. I'm 18, isn't this my decision to make? She came back and said my mum had said yes to the flu shot. I got it, then the nurse handed me my papers and I went home. My mum and sister got back. Mum said that she told the doctor that it was my decision to get the flu shot. I was going to say yes of course, but she didn't even ask me, only my mum and that the doctor told her that I'd asked her to ask my mum. That's absolutely not true. My mum also told me that the doctor said she wasn't supposed to tell my mum, but she told her details about my checkup saying I was fine with it, which of course I was not. I never gave her permission to do that. I know this whole thing seems small, but I'm worried that it will compromise my visits to the doctor in the future. My parents, especially my mum, are kind of strict, and there are some things I just want to stay private. How can I trust my doctor if I feel I have to lie to her so I won't get in trouble with my parents? I don't want to lie to my doctor, especially about serious things. Is this some sort of violation? Info, she's a pediatrician. I won't be seeing her much longer anyway, but now I want to see what can be done about this. 
Edit, for those asking, my mum was not in the room with me. The doctor said, walking out saying she was going to ask my mum, and I didn't have a chance to stop her. Also, I didn't sign any papers to those who mentioned that, though I'm not sure if that makes a difference. Thank you to all those who have given me their advice on this. Edit 2. I'm hesitant on this because she's been my doctor for so many years. She may have done it out of force of habit. The thing that doesn't sit right with me is she told my mum that I asked her to check with my mum, when I didn't at all. Edit 3. For those asking why I went with my mum, my sister had an appointment the same time as me, and she's a minor so she needed my mum to be there with her. As I mentioned, I was in the exam room alone and the appointment went totally fine other than asking my mum about the flu shot and her telling my mum about my appointment after I left to go home. You know, we had a post recently about HIPAA violations and people in the comments were absolutely raging saying, oh, what a violation, this is, this is huge. It's not just a small thing, this is absolutely massive. And they've broken huge violations by doing that, by breaking patients trust like that and, and the doctor would get in serious trouble so reporting them, you know, would probably be the right thing to do because are they doing this to multiple people? I'm not sure if I would personally do that for this particular situation. I'd maybe bring it up with a doctor myself, but that's just me. And I may be totally, I would might probably be totally wrong for not reporting it, but personally myself, I'd have to say to them, look, I don't want you talking about my, my personal problems to anyone else. So please stop that. And, and then maybe even mention, look, it's against HIPAA violation and you do know that, so you need to stop that right now. And I'm someone who likes to give someone a little chance every once in a while and I know it's a huge violation and I shouldn't be doing that. I should slap myself on the wrist, just, I'll do it now. <laughs> but, but that would be me. But from the last post we were talking about, people were saying like, you should report that immediately. So I can't say you'd be the asshole if you did report them just because of that, because what they done is wrong, not you. So let's go to the comments below and see what they say. Sauteed Red Onion says, not the arsehole, this is flagrant HIPAA violation. The situation right here is precisely one of the reasons HIPAA exists at all. Howard Project says, not the arsehole, you absolutely need to report this because this is one of the reasons that teenagers tend to walk away from medical care. They find that they can't trust a doctor they have known for many years and wind up not trusting doctors in general for avoiding medical care but has to go through their parents' health insurance because they're afraid that any doctor will do what this doctor did. You have the right to keep your healthcare information private and you have the right to make your own medical decisions. Report this. Final Commission says, not the arsehole, report her now, both to the clinic and the relevant licensing board and get a new doctor ASAP. Don't see this one again unless you have no other choice. I'd even exchange practices if it's a mixed speciality one. Not the arsehole, find a new doctor ASAP. I'm not sure what, if anything, would be done over this HIPAA violation because the doctor can easily say it was a misunderstanding, but she's already shown you she doesn't have respect for you or the law, so drop her. And as I said, I was probably totally wrong and said I would talk to the doctor rather than report. Yes, I know, I know. Don't get on my back about it, please. <laughs> but now I turn it to you guys. What would you guys do in this situation? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story three. And our next story is from a throwaway account. Am I the ass for not telling my fiance my father is not actually dead? This is a throwaway because my friends use Reddit and I don't want them to know. When I, 29 female, was younger, my parents divorced and my father was a really shitty father. He would sue my mum for literally any reason. He would insult her in front of me and my younger sister and would do things like that. When I was a teenager, he signed an agreement in court that said he doesn't want to have regular meetings with me ever. No Christmas, Easter's, holidays, and no weekends. I blocked him everywhere and told my sister to do the same thing because I could see she was hurt by the situation. It took me three years of therapy to get over the situation and get out of depression. 
I basically forgot about him. Now I'm engaged to a truly great man, 31 male, whom I love more than anything in the world. He knows what my father did to me and my family, and that was in therapy because of him. Once in a conversation about my father, when I was already visibly very upset, I made a mistake saying that my father is dead and I don't ever want to talk about him. My fiance felt really bad for me and we haven't spoken about my father ever since. I had no contact with my father whatsoever, so it didn't make much of a difference until last week. My father contacted me. After 13 years of no contact, he found me on Facebook. Even though I blocked him on every other's on every social media platform. He asked me to meet up since he was in my hometown. He said he misses me, obvious lie, and I know it is because of the reasons I don't want to say on Reddit, and wants to catch up. I was honestly shaken up when he reached out because our last conversation was how he blamed me for his lawsuit against my mum. This is a long story for another post. I left my phone on the counter and left to my backyard to catch some fresh air. When I came back, my fiance was sitting by the table with my phone in his hand. He asked me if the guy who texted me is my dad. I froze. He asked again and I repeatedly started apologizing. My fiance didn't want to listen to any of this. He was mad that I lied to him, accused me of hiding more things. And when I just sat there and cried, he took his car keys and left. I was crying for the whole day because I was sure he was going to leave me. He came back later in the evening saying he's going to his brothers because he needs to think about it. He's still there. I know I'm the asshole here because I lied to him, but honestly, I don't understand why. In my opinion, it's kind of none of his business. I have no contact with my father and I'm not going to meet up with him. Last time we talked was 13 years ago and I had no idea where he lived or what he was doing. So Reddit, am I the asshole? Okay, I feel like I have to add some more information. My father knows my three email addresses, my home address, my phone number, etc. I only blocked him on social media, but he still had plenty of ways to contact me. Again, I think we're faced with one of these typical everyone sucks here stories. I know OP, it's a, it's a gentle, you're the arsehole for OP, just simply because she's obviously traumatized by what her father did and her father is pretty much dead to her. So you can see why she doesn't want to talk about it and she'd rather just say, look, he's dead. I don't want nothing to do with him no more. But you know, it's still a lie. So you're still lying to your your partner who may be your, your husband at some point that you're lying to. And if you love him, as you quote, more than anything in the world, you know, you could just let him know about what happened. But I understand as well, it's a very traumatic thing for you. And then for the boyfriend to actually like get so hurt about it, I know it's a lie, but to get so hurt about it that he's gonna leave the house and thinking about leaving her because of this, it just screams at me that he's, he's expecting more issues to pick up your phone and start reading the messages, like expecting maybe something else, I don't know. I'm just throwing, throwing that one out there. If OP was to explain to the, the husband, yeah, and just say, like I said at the start, he's dead to me, that's why I, I just didn't want to talk about it, it's too traumatic. The boyfriend should understand that in my opinion. I would understand that. I don't think it takes very much compassion to understand that. I know it's a lie, but you know, you can understand why OP would be upset about this. But let's have a look at the comments below to see what they say. Dad Runner says, everyone sucks here. Yeah, you should have been more honest about your father, but let's not gloss over what your fiance just did. They snooped through your phone, which granted, I don't know if that's normal for you two, but in my mind, that's not okay. And rather than get an explanation, they have a temper tantrum and leave. Open communication is very important if you're planning on linking your lives together. And that goes both ways here. Webby van der Kwek says, you're the arsehole a little bit, both for not being honest with your fiance and for saying, in my opinion, it's kind of none of his business. He's about to become your family and your family is his business, even if your family is emotionally dead to you. Just a friendly hands up. There's only one E in fiance, if it's a dude. 
PVKE says, you're the arsehole. In the moment, you're upset and you lied, whatever. But you should have corrected your statement after you calmed down and told him you didn't want to talk about him anymore. Instead, you lied to your partner and kept that lie for years and would have continued lying if you hadn't found out. That's a big red flag and I too would be wondering what else you lied about. You don't get to pull the none of your business card to excuse your wrongful actions, especially to someone who's planning to marry you. Spike Tail Turtle says, you're the arsehole, he was going to marry you and you lied to him. This is his business that he obviously can't trust you. If you can't be honest with the person you are marrying, then you have no business getting married. And Single Pastry Chef Life says, you're the arsehole, I get where you're coming from. My boyfriend has been NC with his brother since he was 15. It's not my place to say on what relationship with his brother is like. That's none of my business. It's one thing to tell your fiance your dad was terrible and is dead to you. But you told the man you want to marry that your father is dead for crying out loud and let him believe that for a long time. Can you blame him for wanting time away to process this and wondering if you're ready for marriage? I would too pump the brakes and slow things down. You believing that your family story is none of fiance's business is an orange flag for your relationship. If you can't be open and honest with your spouse about your family, take a step back and think about resuming therapy. Now, what do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story four. Once again, guys, as always, thank you for being here today. It is always truly appreciated for you to take the time out of your day to come here, listen to me talk absolute trash. I, <laughs> I love you for it and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. I hope you have a great day now. Much love. Bye-bye.